Hi, everyone, and welcome to Talent Talks. I'm Rob Adams. On this episode, we are excited to be joined by Frank Camella, partner at Diversa Partners. As a partner and integral leader within the firm's New York practice, Frank builds senior management teams for high-growth, early- and mid-stage enterprise software and consumer Internet companies, as well as influential public technology businesses. On this episode, Frank discusses the current state of recruiting cybersecurity executives, how recent activities have impacted the market, and his outlook for the future. Frank, how are you? Welcome to the show. I'm great, Rob. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it's, the opportunity to connect. Uh, it's it's my pleasure. Always a joy to talk with anyone from Diversa Partners and glad to have you along as well. I know you have a lot to share about cybersecurity. Let's dive right in. What is the current state of recruiting for cybersecurity? I don't think the climate has changed all that much over the last six months. I would say the start of COVID has brought just a tremendous influx of not only a lack of cybersecurity talent, but an influx of cybersecurity companies all chasing that top one to 2% of executives. And they're, you know, I was just in Tel Aviv last week. There's 50,000 developer openings that have no expectations to be filled. Um, I was reading a report yesterday, the day before that there's going to be three and a half million cyber job openings by, by the end of next year. That's with, you know, an oncoming recession, if, if that's where we're headed. And so it's as busy, is as busy as it's ever been. Um, and yes, there's lots of cybersecurity companies and there's certainly a little congestion. I do anticipate that we'll see some consolidation of companies in different industries, but uh, that's not why it's hard. It's hard because yeah, this is the largest and fastest growing sector in all of technology, in my opinion. Um, and you know, candidates, top candidates have multiple choices and. Yeah, I think that will continue to be the case uh, throughout the next few years. You mentioned traveling overseas, and that leads me to my next question. How has the current situation in Ukraine impacted the demand for cybersecurity professionals? And how has the fear of Russian hacking impacted the recruiting market? Uh, I think if you're in the industry, you understand the importance of, of cybersecurity and having the right defenses to protect yourself from hackers. I think if anything, um, what's been happening overseas in Russia has brought a lot of awareness to the industry, to the the average consumer. Um, you know, whether it's you know a CEO of a small business that is using you know cloud infrastructure resources and and keeping private data on file. Um, you know, those companies like now are all you know I think more aware now than ever before that they need to have the right tools and protocols in place to make sure that they're protecting you know, themselves and their customers. Um, it's been a field day um, from, you know, a rushing or a Russia, you know, cyber assault. Um, yeah. We're, we're seeing a lot of the battlefields, of course, you know, being, being fought in, in Ukraine, but a lot of what's happening behind the scenes, it's becoming a cyber warfare and, you know, the, whether it's the United States or, the European Union or, or Russia involved in, no one's taking claim for the efforts that are being made to overthrow infrastructure and governments. But yeah, there's a lot of happening in the back end that is, uh, you know, it, that is, that is fueling um, the conflict overseas. And I don't, I don't think that will change. Uh, I, I think if anything, 
you know, hackers are always going to be one step smarter and ahead of, of the tools and protocols that companies put in place. With some of the most recent activity in the market, which sectors of the security ecosystem do you feel most bullish on? So let's start there, Frank. What do you yeah. think? I think the holy grail of security, um, and I would, I would imagine most CISOs would agree, is if you have visibility across your environment in terms of who has access to what um, from a provisioning, from an identity standpoint, um, you know, not just across business applications, but across your infrastructure, across your, your Kubernetes, um, you have all these different systems and like islands of identity and islands of authorization. None of them talk to each other. And so mm. if there are platforms that are able to provide a holistic view of who has access to what and where, and it gives your business an opportunity to actually provision and make business decisions based on access I, I think you know, that is the conundrum that you know, many companies around like data security have been trying to figure out for years. And now I think we're getting to the point where from a technology perspective, um, using AI and machine learning, we're actually able to fulfill that kind of promise or vision within security. And so it, I think for me, it's all about um, authorization and privileged access. And if you can figure that across your entire environment, like you are, you're doing the best you can to protect your business. Are you getting air quotes, been there, done that experience candidates getting interested in an early stage business? Um, I think now, so, you know, now, yes, more so than ever. And I think a lot of that is attributed to, you know, the activity in the market. Um, there's a thousand unicorns, you know, not just you know, security, but unicorns across technology these are all really great businesses. Well, not all of them, but there's many really great businesses, many of which are security companies. Uh, that doesn't mean that the market isn't overvalued. Um, and you can have, you could be a top 10 company within that thousand company unicorn ecosystem. And most likely your business is overvalued. And so what does that mean for executives? Uh, you know, C, VP and C-level executives joining businesses. If you know, the business has achieved any sort of scale where they've been able to raise like top tier, you know, venture private equity dollar. Um, it most likely, you know, those companies are overvalued. And so what does that mean for executives is that you're joining a business that is raised on a valuation that's not reflective of where the market currently is. And so if for anyone joining one of those businesses, either that company has to be really creative about, um, you know, pricing your equity you know, in a place that's more realistic to where the current macroeconomics set or um, or that executive, like I, I think, you know, if they're looking to have the best outcome from a wealth creation perspective, they're finding themselves having to dial back their expectations and join earlier stage businesses where the products are still best in class. The entrepreneurs who founded these companies are been there, done that, but um, their companies just based off of, you know, how young they are, haven't had the opportunity to overvalue themselves. Thus, you know, the wealth creation or the equity situation that executives are walking into are a little bit more realistic to where the market is. And he or she can join you know, these businesses and scale it, um, you know, at, at, a normal, um, at a normal pace from a growth development and obviously valuation perspective. And so 
long-winded way of saying yes, and it's because a lot of the great companies that have achieved scale are overvalued. And so as an executive, it's hard to make money um, you know, off of equity and wealth creation if you're joining a business that's already kind of overvalued. And so I'm seeing more early stage businesses have access to been there, done that candidate because you know, maybe they want to, maybe they're two, three years beyond you know, going to a sub $5 million business, but that's actually where the best opportunity for them is um, from a wealth creation perspective. I see that more as a very detailed answer as opposed to long-winded. So well done, Frank. What is the biggest challenge in recruiting executives in the cybersecurity sector? Are there enough qualified candidates to fill these roles? Uh, The short answer is no, um, just because the demand is so high. And so the biggest challenge is, you know, being able to differentiate your small or large and maybe overvalued cybersecurity company from the rest of the pack. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, having a team of been there, done that executives with a tier one venture or private equity dollars and a product that's going after a larger addressable market is, you know, more important now than ever before. And, and executives who are joining, you know, these businesses are putting a tighter set of lenses on companies now you know, more than ever before based on where some of the macroeconomics are. And so I think companies that, you know, you know as, a, as a young growing business, we don't need to strive for profitability, but some sort of path to when this business is going to be churning a profit. I think that visibility you know, needs to be, um, you'll be articulated to executives now you know, more than ever before. What are your expectations for the future of recruiting cybersecurity executives as the demand continues to strengthen? Um, I think the more, um, I think more and more like VC and PE funds and founders of high profile security companies, um, they're going to look for specialists, specialists who have relationships in the industry, um, search teams that have a history insecurity where not only do they know the candidates um, and those candidates, you know, get back to them based on the five, 10, 15 years of experience they have working with, you know, whether it's diverse partners or me specifically within diverse partners or one of my other colleagues here, more importantly, like understanding the nuances of the security industry in terms of the history of the ecosystem and the development of companies, you know, which ones had great products, which ones were known to, have really good, strong go-to-market organizations. Like someone who understands like the differences there is so crucial because in this market where um, being creative to find the right person is, is crucial. And you just need to have that history, not only with the candidates where you know, he or she has the familiarity with you where they call you back, but more importantly, knowing where to look, knowing what good looks like, knowing what good looked like in someone's background five, 10 years ago, to be able to identify like some creative ideas in terms of where you're going to find people next. And so I think, you know, like, uh, like a lot of industries, like specialists, specializ- specialization in a specific sector. Mm. And because the demand and security is, um, is, is, is crazy now as it's ever been. Um, I think ha- hiring a specialist who understands it is, is going to be crucial moving forward. Anything you'd like to add as we begin to wrap things up? Um. Yeah, I'm super bullish on on the industry. I mean, yeah, there's you know so much activity at RSA, you know, two, three weeks ago in San Francisco. 
Um, you know, Tel Aviv just had their version of RSA uh, called Cyber Week last week. I think there's such a buzz and excitement for young entrepreneurs in security. Um, and I think there, again, to my point earlier, there's such a buzz and excitement for building young companies, um, you know, in this ecosystem. Uh, and I think as an investor, you know, investors and funds are going to have a field day of pay, being able to pick and choose, you know, the right businesses because, um, because the talent, um, or the, 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 number of opportunities or companies in the space is, is rampant. And that's obviously a good thing. So it's a good time. It's a good time. It still makes it really hard to find great executives, but um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what's fun about it all. Yeah, definitely. Frank, thanks so much again for joining the show today to share your wealth of knowledge on recruiting cybersecurity executives We look forward to seeing how these trends continue to develop over the next year or so and to see how these predictions all come true. And uh, really appreciate your time and great stuff today. Thank you, Rob. Don't hold me accountable a year later. (laughs) (laughs) I, From my world of sports talk, I know when it comes to predictions, I make them all the time. (laughs) Never hold them against me. They're just for fun, right? That's right. Uh, It's been, been a pleasure. That's all the time we have here today. Alongside Frank Camella of Diversa Partners, I'm Rob Adams, and I can predict we'll be back again in the future with another edition of Talent Talks. 